Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Blue Wire. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. It's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A collapse! Oh, blocked by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant put the jumper. What's up, Snapback fam? I don't even know how to intro this because we finally <laughs> have a Philadelphia Eagles player on the podcast. I hope he doesn't go back and listen to everything I've said about the Eagles. I, I will say one thing. I've never talked trash on Boston Scott. Boston Scott, welcome to the Snapback Sports Pod. What's going on, man? Yo, yo. What's happening? Appreciate you having me, bro. Finally appreciate somebody on my side coming on the pod. Boston, I cut out in the beginning when we were, <laughs> before we hit record, but listen, man, I've been a diehard Eagles fan since I was four years old, since I even knew what football was. And I hate you guys just as much as I love you guys. You know what I mean? That's a sign that's a sign of a good a sign of a good fan, the sign of a Philadelphia Eagles fan right there. You know that that's a common trend that I've heard, man. It's just it's kind of a porn concept, but I mean, hey, we're we going to thug it out together. <laughs> Listen, man, I, we're going to rock I like it. Until we can. Yeah. What, um, so, all right, Abe is a Philly fan, and Philly fans are the worst type of fans. Damn um, right we are. <laughs> um, what's it like playing in front of Philadelphia Eagles fans? You know, I, it's, it's a good atmosphere, man. Uh, you know, definitely like you, like you mentioned, man, like when you're doing well, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing louder. But when you're doing bad, you know, they'll let you know too. So, you know, I, I definitely feel like they're down, they're down there on the field with us. So it's, it's a different experience, man, but I, I've liked it so far. Yeah, when, you, when you're doing well, they're loud. And when you're not doing well, they're honestly even a little bit more loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Boston, uh, you, you crash onto the scene in the middle, end of the season, and – People are finally, you know, respecting who you are as a player. And I feel like you've always kind of run as, like, a under-respected guy. Like, you're, you grew up in Louisiana. Obviously, LSU didn't give you that, that mm-hmm. chance, but La Tech did. Mm-hmm. So talk about, yep. you know, how that underdog mentality has driven you through the years. Yeah, man. Uh, I actually didn't start playing contact sports until, like, middle school because – um, my mom raised me, my brother, and my younger sister. Uh, and so it was, it was, it was hard. You know what I'm saying? Contact sports, you know, growing up aren't not cheap. <laughs> you know, so uh, it was, it was kind of hard for her to manage that. But uh, I was finally able to get into it in middle school. In sixth grade, they turned me away. You know, and said, you know, you shouldn't even try out. You know, you get hurt out there. And in seventh and eighth grade, they didn't think that I was, you know, athletic enough, or I was kind of, I was kind of chubby. You know, what I'm saying I was kind of unathletic or whatever. So they were trying to think of, you know, what position they could put me at, you know, in order for me to get lost, kind of lost in the sauce and not really have an impact on the game if I played bad. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up uh, being an offensive and defensive lineman my seventh <laughs> eighth grade year in no middle way. school. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but 
but I mean, that's, that's kind of where I was introduced to, you know, my work ethic and, you know, how hard I'm capable of working, you know, because even though I was a defensive end or, you know, a offensive uh, tackle or guard, you know, I was still going to be the best that I could be, you know what I'm saying? And so I still had in the back of my mind, you know, I know what I wanted to be, which was a running back. So I would work on my own, you know, outside of uh, football. But, you know, while I was in those positions as linemen, you know, I did the best that I could to, you know, have a have an impact on the game. So I, I worked at it, you know what I'm saying? And so that that really set the foundation for me, you know, as I transitioned into uh, high school and moved from uh, the Shreveport area to to uh, Zachary. And that's where I finally got my first shot in ninth grade to to play running back. And so I was still learning a lot of things through through high school. You know, I didn't really have I didn't have any offers and I was I was producing well, you know, but there was still a lot that I was that I was learning. You know, I'm still learning a lot to this day, you know. So uh, a lot of guys have, you know, they they played running back since, you know, six, seven, eight years old. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have that opportunity until until really high school. So, you know, I've had the opportunity to learn a lot more, but it's definitely uh like I said, I I definitely set the foundation with you know, working hard, you know, controlling the intangibles, my at, my attitude, my effort, you know, how I impact other people around me, you know, and that's, that really just set me up for, you know, college where I walked on, you know, continue to work my way up to the depth chart from high school, college, and then to the NFL too. Uh, but I think, I think back in middle school, man, when I was, when I was an offensive and defensive lineman, man, <laughs> that's kind of where that's kind of where I was, you know, building the foundation. So, it's, I mean, it's all a part of the process. You ever like ask Doug during practice, like, "Come here, Doug. Let me let me match up with Fletch on the left side. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see, let's see what let's see what we can do." I don't think he wants hey, to be on the line anymore. Hey, hey, but look, I, I, I'll mess around with Jason Peters and I'll get him to. I'm giving the coach me up on my uh on my tackle stands, bro. On my line stands, you know, I drop I drop set on him one time. Hey, 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 ah, ah. Yep, learning learn, learn from the Hall of Fame bodyguard himself. But all right, let's yeah, fast forward a little right. bit. So hold on, hold on. I do have a question, Boston. Does does your experience yeah. at O line like really help you as a blocker? I feel like it would as a runner. You know, I think you know I well, think both. it really helps. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was it was middle school, but I one thing I will say is. The D-line stuff really helped out because I was on uh, punt block, you know what I'm saying, whenever Sproles is in the back. And punt block, sometimes you got to rush too. So you got to have a plan, you know, because the formations are so tight, you got to have a plan with your one-on-one matchup to get past somebody and get to the punter. And so I really feel like that's something that really helped me out big time because I feel like I have – I feel like your boys wanted a better pass, you know. There we go. You're damn right, Boston. One more (laughs) time for the people in the back. (laughs) <laughs> no nah, i mean I've, I've had some really really close ones man like two years ago against washington i had a couple opportunities to get to the punter and then uh this past year at chicago i had a really really close one uh you know and that was that was more scheme but uh yeah man i feel like i could definitely i definitely could work somebody there you go i want to talk <laughs> i want to talk about this past year because what a goddamn roller coaster mm. it was obviously for you but i mean let's look out for the people like me as well you, <laughs> I, was going, I was going through it too but we uh you were on and off a little bit obviously the season didn't go really as planned um with mm-hmm. injuries and everything but I want to fast forward yeah. from week 14 on, like the divisional gauntlet. It was after the Miami loss, after the Seattle loss. Mm-hmm. We knew what we had to do to get in. I'm going to keep saying we, just so you know. We. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. we knew what we had to do to get in, and we had that four-headed, 
guess you could call it monster. No, that's not a monster. That's <laughs> a monster. <laughs> my point is, my point is, let's start with that Monday night game at home against the Giants. Mm-hmm. In weather, we needed a win. Eli obviously had to come back and, and pull out in the first half, but mm-hmm. um, you kind of got going that game, and that's really where you made your mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple key pass catches in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. in overtime. Obviously, that big one down the sideline in overtime. What were those last four games like? Because it was a whole new offense that nobody was used to between you, Greg, everyone. Mm-hmm. We're just stepping up. What was that last four weeks like? And knowing that week in and week out, your team was going to have to rely on you, and they weren't doing that earlier in the year. Yeah, man. I, You know, like I said, like you talked about, man, it was kind of off, off and on throughout the season. You know, I had some opportunities to get on the field early on in the season, and you know, honestly, I felt every rep that I got on the field, you know, I got better. You know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing, it's, you know, I practice hard. You know, you can practice all you want to, but getting game reps and getting game experience is, is different. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I really, I really had some time to really build on my experience. And, you know, I knew, you know, once I got that shot to get out there, you know, I wasn't going to focus on, you know, what I've done in the past. I did make some mistakes. You know, I wasn't going to worry about what the future held, man. I was just going to try my best to be present in the moment, enjoy the moment, and lock in on my assignment and just do that to the best of my ability. You know what I'm saying? Not trying to save the day, not trying to do anything over the top, but just lock in and do my job. That's it. That's it. And so, you know, whenever Miles went down, you know, and I got my opportunity to go out there, you know, that was – that was it, man. I was I was just enjoying the moment, you know, that I finally got a chance to get out there and just help my team out, man. You know, uh, that's that's really what what I wanted to do. You know, I have I have confidence in myself, but I also, you know, like I said, I I want to help the team and I want to I want to contribute. You know, I'm a competitor. That's just that's just the way I'm built. So um, it was it was a cool experience, man. Just being able to get out there and. Uh, get that experience but like I said from that point on I just felt like I just kept getting better and better and better you know with the consistency of the touches and everything like that so um, it, it was a great opportunity man I'm just I'm just really glad I made the most of it right that that those last four weeks to really the entire city of Philadelphia were special what was doable mm-hmm. of everything everything that we needed to do we had to do it there was no no room to let up but yeah. I actually Jack saw it firsthand because me and Jack Jack is from Baltimore. He says a diehard Ravens fan. Uh, we brought him to the link week 16 against Dallas. Obviously, that was a playoff yeah. itself. And my man mm-hmm. Jack showed up in a Lamar Jackson jersey. <laughs> that atmosphere week 16. The funniest part to me was like, like the Eagles had one game, like you said, Abe. It was a playoff game. And there were still chirping me uh, – completely irrelevant person to what Bro, if you're not in green you're not with us <laughs> it was crazy the gold the, the wild fake gold chain i was wearing was probably a little uh ignorant and why they were hating on me but it, it was a crazy game it, i give my props the eagles did scrap it out but it didn't mm-hmm. deter me because i thought that was going to be the end of your season which is why i wanted to see it in person mm-hmm. to squash abe's hopes and dreams in that yeah. day so then, then, so then Boston, you guys messed around again in New York, and I was like, "Wait, this is yeah. going to be even better." And then you go for three touchdowns and carry the team to play. Like this, like what's, that's just messed up. That's just messed up. Boston, you can't really see it right now, but Jack, Jack and I can see each other right now. Obviously, you're calling in, and if you can just picture yeah. me, my arms are at about a ninety degree angle right now. 
I'm doing your celebration from week 17. <laughs> I, what's, what the is the celebration? what's the backstory yeah. behind that celebration? Uh, man, your boy's a dancer, bro. I've been do- <laughs> <laughs> your boy's been dancing since like high, me and my friends would just mess around, but right. you know stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That was tough yeah, though. Man, that- <laughs> yeah, my my coach, uh, man, dudes will give you a hard time about it all the time. It's, it's hilarious. So I'm curious. Uh, obviously, I have Super Bowl aspirations for this year, but we're a few mm-hmm. months out. Where's your head at about next yeah. season? What are you thinking? Hopefully, we play. Let's just get that out of the way. But, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Let's assume yeah, all that I mean, goes well. The, yeah, the ultimate goal, man, is that Super Bowl, man. You're damn right. That's all. You know, we know. We, yeah, man. We that's that's the goal. We want to bring it back. Um, you know, but I, I think the approach just definitely needs to be just you know taking it one week at a time. One week at a time. The opponent that we have that week is the most important game of the year. You know what I'm saying? And so we don't have to worry about what's going to happen down the road. We have to, you know, obviously we can set our goals at the beginning of, you know, uh, the OTA phase or, or whatever it may be. You know, we can set those goals of what we want to accomplish. But, you know, once we get into the grind of training camp and everything like that and roll into the season, I just think we should work on, we should just focus and prioritize that week, being present and doing our job to the best of our ability for that week. And that's how we take it week by week. Love to hear that. I mean, we're going to need you every step of the way. That's literally music to Abe's ears. He's just sitting there. All I needed to hear hear was, hey, man, that goal is to bring that Super Bowl trophy back, (laughs) and then I'm good. (laughs) Hell yeah, bro. I'm just checking all my boxes ready to go into next year. Speaking of next season, uh, we do Uh have a game on the calendar tentatively. Baltimore Ravens visit – the Philadelphia Eagles, so the three of us might mm-hmm. have to do a little catch up. What about <laughs> yeah. what about uh, Lamar Jackson? Because I always like asking people mm-hmm. in the league. You know, he was he revolutionized the league, the game really, and he's a mm-hmm. like he is a runner. He's an elite runner of the yeah. football, and you play running back. What's it like watching someone like that in the league? And then who else in the league do you try to uh, nitpick from? Steal like a juke from him? Steal a running lane from him? Yeah, yeah, man, I. Oh, man, it really started back in training camp because, you know, we had joint practices with him. Uh, oh, and just being able to watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we smoked we you guys with in the preseason. Raven. I forgot about that. Yeah, we won the same amount of playoff games, so keep your mouth shut. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, just being able to see it in person, up close, you know what I'm saying, in a practice setting where, you know, in practice guys are able to, like, try out new stuff, you know, a juke mm-hmm. here, a juke there, so – that's where I was kind of able to really see, you know, the the physical traits that he has, you know, as a runner uh, and as a quarterback, man. But um, I mean, like I said, he does he does a great job, man. He like like you talked about, man. He's a he's a pure runner. You know what I'm saying? You can see back from his high school highlights. You know, he was making dudes look look silly. So um, it's sometimes, you know, sometimes some things are taught, but sometimes things are just caught, and he just. Mm-hmm. He just got it, man. He just he just got that that elite trait, man. That that not a lot of people have, you know, as an athlete in general. So you know, I I I, I try my best to you know look at some of the guys in the league that uh, are shifty. Uh, you know, Tariq Cohen uh, is pretty shifty. Uh, Philip Lindsay, guys that are my size, that you know, and see how they how they've been able to be productive over uh, the past few years. Obviously, Darren Sproles being able to learn from him. Um, Austin Eckler with the Chargers who just got paid. Uh, just seeing oh, guys oh, like that. Oh, time they... out, time out, time out. We're calling pause. We're calling pause. <laughs> All right, so Austin. Funny you Uh-oh. said that. 
Austin was the first guest on the podcast from the NFL. Oh, okay. So this is the timeline. <laughs> Let me break it down for you. Austin Eckler. Just so you know on, what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know what the snapback bump is. So Austin Eckler mm-hmm. comes on the snapback sports pod. Uh, I would say about six to eight weeks later, he gets paid his money. So that's all I'm saying. Is there a Come on. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. We got but, you. I like no, I – I do I agree. Like, like you, you and Austin both kind of are like team first guys on special teams mm-hmm. and that made a lane for yourself in the league. So uh, I love yeah. that. I want to talk about, yeah, hold on, Jack. So, so Boston, obviously you bounce around practice squad up to the active roster, et cetera. And mm-hmm. we, people like kind of sleep on the practice squad. Here's where I'm coming at it from. In my <laughs> opinion, practice squad being on the practice squad obviously you have to climb your way up to the active roster and a starting position Mm -hmm. but even for a guy like you you're on the practice squad you're going against first team defenses in all of practice let alone a top five rushing defense in the eagles with the with the front we have how valuable how valuable (laughs) are these practice squad reps if you inevitably get up to the big stage man that is what i talk about every single time somebody talks about hey but you're a practice squad Man, you get an opportunity to work on your craft against, right. you know, the the starters. You know what I'm saying? Pro bowlers, guys that have been successful in this league for many years. And when I was at the Saints, they were a top five rushing defense. And when I came to the Eagles, they're a top five rushing defense. So it's an opportunity for work to work in an area where people don't think I can excel, which is running in between the tackles. So being able to work on that and seeing it day after day, seeing, you know, how fast the starters move, how fast the speed of play is, I feel like I can definitely – it helped me adjust, you know, to the speed of the game when I actually got in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think, you know, and obviously also I would say, you know, it's just a matter of opportunity. You know, there are a lot of guys – there are a lot of ballers that are on the practice squad, mm-hmm. but it's just – the NFL, it's, it's just – it's a league of opportunity, man. Sometimes the best – sometimes better players might be on the practice squad, but it's just a matter of finances. It's a matter of whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all about opportunity, man. So just to be able to see, you know, guys like Greg Ward, uh, Josh Perkins, uh, yeah, Deontay, yeah, just guys like that. To see that many guys get an opportunity to come in and you know have an impact on the game was it, it was real special. It was let, real let, special. let alone let alone a playoff game. Like we needed you guys, right? <laughs> but you're right. talking about exactly. at one hand, you're talking about how the practice reps ha- help out with the speed of the game. And then mm-hmm. I go back to week 17, where you, mm-hmm. you do the slowest spin move Deuce Staley has ever seen in his entire <laughs> life. Um, it, I wasn't sure if you tripped or it worked, yeah. but take me behind what is the slowest yeah, spin I'm, move I'm, I've I'm, ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm going to break it down for you. Listen, listen, <laughs> He's listen, a dancer. Listen, Don't forget. Listen. Don't forget. Listen. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Antoine Bethea, right? He's a safety. And so I get the screen pass. Blah, blah, blah. I'm running, you know, break a tackle, break a tackle. And, you know, usually when a Satan squats, right, and you're running at him full speed, the last thing on my mind is I'm like, he's going to, he's going to, I'm going to get him with the first move. Like, usually you got to, you got to bam, 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 or, you know, get them, get their body going one way so you can shake them, right? But I didn't think that he would, I didn't think that he was going to bite on the first move. So, you know, whenever I made the move, uh, I was expecting him to like, uh, to drive on me. So, I was going to use my right arm, my right hand to stiff arm him to keep him away from me. But he didn't, he ended up not, you know, not being there. So I had already registered in my mind, like, okay, uh, juke, right, spin, <laughs> stiff arm him, and then go score. So he didn't do it, but my mind was still going. So I was like, okay, juke, 
spin move. Where's he at? He's not there. All right, let's try to score. <laughs> so it just ended up looking seeing like that, a close Seeing move, that in so. real speed was absolutely hysterical because in some way it worked. <laughs> you didn't get into the end zone yeah. with it, but it got you like an extra yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was wild. It was wild. Boston, you mentioned that, uh, you know, people say you can't run between the tackles. And the reason I'm only Mm -hmm. pointing that out is because that means you you do listen and you do see what people are posting online. And I think Mm -hmm. it's – I'm always curious from an NFL player's perspective, how much do you really just take all that in? Because I know you're pretty active on social media and you use it in a fun way, but obviously you're going to get people, Mm -hmm. you know, in the DMs and in the replies – What's it like, you know, mm-hmm. having that element uh, added that maybe, you know, running backs didn't have to deal with 20 years ago? Yeah, I, I think it's just – I think it's a slippery slope, man. There there are some things that I get tagged in that I see in my mentions uh, that I'll take a look at. But as far as anything else, man, I just try my best to stay away from that, man, because, it, like I said, it's, it's a very uh, performance-based culture. So, you know, if you're if you're up, everybody's going to be loving you. If you're down, everybody's going to be talking, talking mess about you. So, you know, I just try and stay even kill, just try and stay consistent. You know, I'm my own toughest critic anyway, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. those are things, those are things that I knew before people were talking about it, you know, from like high school, college that, you know, because of my size, those were going to be, you know, red flags or issues, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, there there are things that I'm that I'm mentioned in or tagged in or things that my friends or family will show me. Uh, but other than that, you know, I know I know that it's a slippery slope and psychologically and mentally, you know, I, I try and keep keep my conscience clear so that I can just work on what I need to work on, listen to coaching, and not not worry about that other stuff. Because at the end of the day, people people like post articles and stuff, stuff like that. But I mean, they don't, they don't know, you know what I'm saying? I I know what I'm capable of. I have confidence in myself and that's, that's really all I need, you know? So yeah. All right. That's pretty much it on that. I got you. Abe and I are going to DM you after saying thank you for coming on the pod. So don't ignore that one, but you can ignore ignore the haters. You can ignore the haters. Technically, technically, Jack is a hater. Yeah, no. Well, this is what's funny is because I, I don't know. I Abe, you know all the players on the Eagles I have not hate for, but I've always talked about. Boston's never come up, genuinely. So Boston, we got a free pass on that. Boston, someone told us that you also lift weights. So, mm-hmm. uh, but lift a little Wait, more. Before we do ranks, you just brought something up. Before yeah. we do ranked, Jack, Boston, I need to bring this up. Boston, Uh-oh. can you please educate Jack on um, our man that wears number 11 under center? Because we were having a conversation yeah. before we started recording, <laughs> and this nitwit on the other end of the line is talking smack on Carson. No, no, no I asked the question. I asked the question. I he said, asked me, do you think Carson Wentz is elite? And I said, you're damn right I do. So please, would you like mm-hmm. to explain to Jack what's up with 11? Absolutely. I, I think he's elite. I definitely do. No shit. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> His way, his way to, you know, obviously he's able to, he has a strong arm. He's able to make the throws. And with Josh McCown coming in as well, that's only benefited him um, with his going through his progressions and being able to get the ball out. But to be honest, like the thing that's really stood out to me is one, his athleticism, but also his ability to make something happen after the play breaks down. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a trait that, again, I said some things are taught and some things are just caught. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a trait that is just, special you know and I, that not everybody has and his ability you know you saw the throw against the falcons you know you saw the uh his the improv against, against the redskins yeah yeah exactly so 
it's situations like that that you see, you know, that you don't see quarterbacks making, you know, you don't see some quarterbacks making that in, in the season. You know what I'm saying? And so for him to be able to make plays like that consistently over uh, the duration of his career definitely points to, you know, I feel like that elite trait, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like he's only getting better. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He's, I do know what you're saying. He's only getting better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's a great leader, man. Great dude. Hard worker. Part of me thinks that worker. throw Part of me thinks that throw against Washington was a little bit of luck just because of how absurd it was. And you keep watching it from the back of the end zone view. But, I mean, that was just man, look, unbelievable. I mean, he put he put it right on Miles' chest plate, bro. That was a right magnet. There. It was a magnet. It was crazy. It was crazy. Right. Are you two done over there? Are we good? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> all right, all right. So, you lift a lot of weights. We get it. You're strong. Abe and I aren't. All right, cool. So, oh, we, play, wow. we play a segment on Thursdays where we rank <laughs> our favorite or least favorite things. So, we thought it would be funny to rank our least favorite people at the gym. So each person gets three. We'll snake it. I will start. That way you have a little more time to think about it, Boston. All right, Mm -hmm. my number three. Uh, Not too serious, but I hate the guy at the gym, a random guy, not your friend who you're working out with, not your, you know, whoever it is, who corrects your form. You didn't ask him for any help. He just walks up to you. He's, you know, okay, I'm sorry I didn't extend the bicep curl another half inch. And then – I look over my shoulder and he's over there swinging bicep curls. He's not, he has no clue what he's doing. So that's my number three. The worst. When you're just like, dude, did I, did I, did I correct you on your posture? Wait, time out. And I have my headphones in and you're still coming up to correct. Like that's when you know. That's when the worst. (laughs) Number three for me is the guy who shows up with a freaking supermarket worth of different color liquids. (laughs) Like this guy has Roy G. Biv in nine different blender bottles, drinking God knows what, Capri Sun in one, protein in the other, pre-workout in something. His bottles are all, all over the place. Like, dude, drink a little pre workout if you need it. Drink a little milk, drink a little protein after. Leave the rest of that shit at home. Mm. I'm tripping over it. Leave it at home. The liquid. Yeah. Game. All right. Solid start. Boston, give us your number three and then your number two. All right. My number three has got to be uh, the the fitness models that come mm-hmm. in for 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> the gram. Uh, touch, touching a 10, touching a 15. They have the camera people here and there. They're taking shots. They're posing. <laughs> they break a little sweat and they walk out. <laughs> do they even break a That's sweat it. Like, i feel like they don't even like bro you're, you're, you're wasting space like get leave <laughs> okay and that's, that's like number that. three number two number two we got uh the narcissist i would say Oof. i would say like the dudes that that are all up in the mirror you know taking up all the space with all the dumbbells wait boss you know, don't talk about the, abe right now that i mean come on, that's they said they say hey look they're staring at themselves they're going they're going through the curls as slow as they can looking down at their bicep looking at the mirror looking down at their bicep <laughs> looking at the mirror <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm excited for his number one. My number two, plain and simple. And I have a uh, my one friend that Jack knows, Matt Siegel. This is in a nutshell. I hope he won't listen to this, but um, the guy who just doesn't shut up. Like, you're there for. You're at the gym for four hours, 
and you're working out for one hour and you're just talking to people in between sets. You're making me take my headphones out. You're talking to me while I'm in the middle of an exercise. I'm like, dude, I can't hear you. And I'm yelling when I, cause I can't hear myself talk. The guy who just won't shut up and he means well, don't get me wrong. He means well, Yeah. just do less, do less. We're here okay. for yeah. Yeah, he Matt does like to go to the gym for like eight hours. Bro, look at this. Look at this. Like, dude, I, I just want to work out I'm and trying, get out of here. I'm trying to get mine. <laughs> All right, my number two. I and this isn't one. I'm I'm throwing a bonus out there. Um, and I think mm-hmm. this might offend Abe. I don't know if it it'll affect Boston, but I actually don't like the guy who wears the cutoff uh, shirt. Like, I I'm a big I'm a big sleeve. Who doesn't wear gym. what? Where's the cutoff shirt? I know you wear the cutoffs in the gym. I'm a big, if we're in the gym, put the sleeves on. You can look at yourself later. I think that tax on to Boston's narcissist. I'm just saying. Listen. Boston, you wear sleeves when you work out? Bro, okay, I'm down here in the dirty, dirty, all right? So facts. I don't facts. wear a shirt at all. I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to so, say, everyone on Instagram, all the NFL guys, they're just looking jacked with their shirt. That's fine. But if we're in like a, we're in a nice gym. All right. Put, put some right, clothes. right. Like oh. a planet, like a planet fitness. Yeah. Or, you know, okay. Anytime, I'm yeah. Not, yeah I'm, I ain't doing all that. Let me hop in that. here. Let me hop in. <laughs> because <laughs> what is wrong? What is wrong with? And obviously, I'm saying this because I'm guilty of it. Not every time I work out. But I don't. I don't really understand what's wrong with wearing a sleeveless shirt to the gym. I look. It's just I prefer if you wear some sleeves because I know. Like, why aren't you wearing sleeves? Is the question. Uh, form, mobility, form. form. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know what? Hey, we're I going love to it. fitness. I love we're it. just wearing no shirts from now on. That works. All right, that wasn't yeah, bro, even my I number didn't bring two. Bring it up because you give you a hard time, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think you got to give it a little bit more leeway with that. My number two <laughs> is this one. I know will actually offend one of my friends. This is the best part about ranked is we're always offending just, people. Yeah, that's the only reason we do it is just so we can subtweet everyone we hate. <laughs> um, all right, my roommate goes to the gym, gets on the treadmill and puts on Netflix. Like, I don't understand why you're walking at the gym, like you're on the treadmill, get a little pep in your step, hit a run, and like turn off the Netflix. It's 30 minutes of your day. You don't need to watch a show. You don't need to do any of that. I know people watch like SVU. They're watching all types of shows. If you're at the gym, just do a workout. That's my number Mm -hmm. two. I don't, I see, I don't do that. I don't do that. I only listen to music. But- You, like, that play, doesn't bother you. Let me play devil's advocate. No, if there's like a, a 50-year-old woman walking on incline watching her <laughs> – That's fair. Her, that's fair. That's like, yeah. America <laughs> on the television. Like, that's right, 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 Okay, right, right. this is – I'm talking 25-year-old yeah. ex-college athlete at the gym walking uphill on a seven incline. To, I don't think you've ever actually seen one of those people. I, my roommate does it. My roommate does it. <laughs> Teddy, shout out, Teddy. All right, my number one. Shout out, roommate. <laughs> yeah, my number one <laughs> – uh is this i i like to do supersets so do an exercise do another exercise and then stop everyone does Mm -hmm. them so i some dude is watching me do a superset and then i go finish the first whatever it is on the machine and i move to second he hops back onto that first machine and and he's like he's like yo bro like uh you know you mind if i hop in and and then Uh, all i yeah i do and then all i can do at that point is like yeah, bro. I mean, I was just finishing up, so you're good. You're good. And I'm literally like <laughs> half a set in. Wow, he just alpha. He alphaed you. He alphaed yeah, you. It, but it's the worst because then he wants to do the thing where like he moves his weight stack up or his weight stack down because I'm a beast, 
and then I have to move it back up. Like, it's just annoying. Like, get out of my way. You see what I'm doing. I'm working. Let me, let me do my thing. So that's my number one. He, he, well, a guy just comes up to you and just totally says, all right, this is mine now. He totally yeah, just cuffed you. Much. Pretty just cuffed much. You. My worst type of pe- gym people in the entire world, CrossFit people. Oh. CrossFit people. Wow. Listen, dude, I don't care that CrossFit changed your life. <laughs> I don't care if you think it would do it. I don't care if it would get me in the best shape of my life. I like my ligaments just the way they are. You have your fun in your dirty cement garage of a gym CrossFit. I don't need to hear how it changed your life. Plain and simple, they don't wow. shut up. Everyone that does CrossFit. Wow. That is that, – that, I mean, look, I'm not disagreeing with you, but that is – you are targeting some people. You are going to trigger – Every person in a CrossFit gym right now should be personally offended. <laughs> I'll tell you a little fun fact. Yeah. The new, uh, um, the Saints conditioning test is like CrossFit style. Oh. And I kid you not, there have been, I've thrown up in my life twice. Okay. The situations I'm not going to talk about, but anyway. <laughs> I Wait, so, so not workout related, <laughs> not workout related. You had a bad burger, you had a bad burger. One of them was, one of them was, one of them okay. was. But anyway, okay, so I've never been so close to throwing up in my life because, like, I don't know what it, bro, these CrossFit workouts, bro, they're, they're real. Just, no, they're no, ridiculous, they, bro. And when yeah. I looked into it, bro, the stuff is for time, bro. Whoo, man, it's, it's – <laughs> It's bad news, bro. Yeah, no, I heard it. I heard it's, it's a great news. workout, but just keep it to yourself because yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's perfect that I the Saints it. do CrossFit workouts because you hate the Saints. We we hate the Saints yeah. only because of their fans who complain about the pass interference every single year. And then, of course, the NFL puts in the rule and they lose in the playoffs on the pass interference rule. First off, now that like, Nikhil, now that Nikhil Roby Coleman is an eagle, that was a very clean play. <laughs> that was clean right, i'll tell you what we saw him we saw him i saw him sign and i was like all right we getting all the calls hey how we be moving man how we, oh. how we move how we boston move. let's hear let's hear your number one worst person at the gym come on man come on we should this should be it should have been a consensus like you gotta have you got to show out you know your guy that's just doing his regular workout all of a sudden you know somebody nice walks into the door you know, my dude's yep. like, he has like 185 on the bar. Now he's saying, hey, yo, pull up for a place real quick. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> Fail. <laughs> right. Nah, that, yeah, it's that, it's that kind of guy. Man, look, and I'll, you see it, bro. You definitely see it, man. You see the dude that's just mind his own business, doing the bicep curls silently. All of a sudden, somebody walks up. <sighs> <laughs> that is so accurate. Literally, the, the moaning, the moaning. Wow, that was actually that was actually a uh, that was a good ranked. We were trying that's to a, decide that's on a great top. rank. And I, great I, rank. every time we put these out, I really want people to get angry about them because that's that's what we like to do on here. But um, Abe loves awesome. the trigger. Be- before we let you go, we've talked a lot of football. We've talked a lot of weightlifting, but we haven't talked like other mm-hmm. stuff. What do you? What does Boston Scott love to do that doesn't involve football? Off the field, just chilling. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I love I love speaking to like at like schools or you know getting involved a little bit in the community. But mm-hmm. I also like to uh, play instruments. The boy play? loves video games. Ooh, uh, wait, I play a little bit of guitar. Play a, okay. What's up? No, play I was, I was asking what instrument. Yeah, a little bit of guitar. Uh, I played trombone and baritone in high school and mm-hmm. middle school. 
because like I said, sixth grade year, I didn't make a team. So mm-hmm. I have musicians all in my family. So I decided to go on with a band or whatever. I wanted to learn something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You never know how that, that kind of stuff might benefit you down the road. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all about the music, uh, video games. Uh, pretty, I, like, I like putting stuff together, building stuff. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, cool. I love going outside, fishing. You know, I was the outdoorsman type thing. I did live in Zachary for a little bit, so <laughs> I picked some of that up. <laughs> I played uh, saxophone for seven years. Fun fact, I actually okay. lute for a year, and then my instrument broke, and I cried in front of the whole class. A very scarring experience with the flute, but seven years <laughs> That's of <saxophone>. traumatic. <laughs> very traumatic. What That's video traumatic. games? What video games? Man, I play, I play everything, bro. Do you play Madden? Any, Do you any, play Madden with your own, yeah, your yeah, own yeah. guy? Not with my own guy, dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I play, I, I play whatever. I don't actually. I would say on my list, Madden is probably near the bottom. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't play Madden as much as I don't play uh, Madden as much. I play like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. My my games, I like, I like, I like first person shooters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a car guy. Uh, I love cars, so I, I like playing like racing type games, stuff like. Yeah, I love playing FIFA. I've been playing FIFA for for the longest. Ooh, so, okay. who's yeah. your go-to squad I'll, I'll, if you're playing FIFA? Chelsea, no doubt. Chelsea, Chelsea's like kind of trash recently, though. I mean, yeah, recently, recently. Yeah. Don't worry about it, bro. My favorite player uh, is Eden Hazard. So I was heartbroken whenever he went to okay. Real Madrid. I'm a, but... I'm a Tottenham fan, so I mean, we we oh, were okay. good until this year, and then we fell apart. But uh, Tottenham's a great uh, yeah. FIFA team. And I know nothing about soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you play soccer at all, or were you always? I did. You yeah. Okay. I did, bro. Like going into my let's see, the summer going into my junior year. I went up to my head. I played a, uh, I played a summer of summer soccer, and I fell in love with it, bro. Yeah. And I went to my head coach in uh, high school for football and said, "Hey, yo, uh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to play soccer, bro. <laughs> Soccer's fun. Everyone loves soccer. Bro, I was. I felt. Bro, I fell in love with it, bro. Yeah. But I obviously ended up still playing. But yeah. <laughs> I was. I was really. I was real close. I went back to my mom. I was like, Mom, I. I I want to be a soccer player. She's like, you got soccer money? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you went with the more expensive I mean, sport. <laughs> in the end. Yeah, bro. So. But Boston, I got, I got one yeah. fan question. One of, my, one of my best friends, his name is Mike, uh, also a diehard mm-hmm. Eagles fan. He was very excited when I told him you were coming on. He wanted to know mm-hmm. who, who is currently the hardest hitter on the Eagles defense and who is the hardest hitter in the league. And that could be the same person. If you yeah. Man, I gotta, bro. I gotta say, Fletch, man, just yeah. Fletch, he's just he's different, bro. He's different. I mean, I <laughs> whenever I had a chance to like go against them on scout team or whatever, it's just you can just feel. There's those moments where you can just feel like you just look up at him, like, bro, like if this was a game, <laughs> like I probably wouldn't be here anymore. Like I appreciate you, like just <laughs> just thud me, but. Yeah, just feel and just seeing what he's able to do on the field, man. It's it's yeah, it's yeah, uh, that, it's different. But that revamped overall, defensive line, I know I feel bad yeah. for you in practice this year, but you'll yeah, have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the hardest hitter, all. Uh, I mean, Ed Ed Reed could definitely hit Cam Chancellor. It's I would mm-hmm. say it's probably between them two. 
because uh, Cam, Cam was just Cam was different. And, yeah, that man and, was and built in a lab. Too, so. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, well, yeah, that. I would say those those two. Yep. All right, Boston. Well, Abe and I will see you in Philly week whatever for Ravens Eagles. I think the I'm schedule fine. comes out like one of the next few weeks. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're yeah, excited I, for it. Hopefully it'll be nice yeah, weather. We'll get you in uh, some custom snapback cleats for the warm up. We'll, we'll give you the whole <laughs> there we we'll go. Give you the whole rundown. Uh, Boston, there we, go. We, we appreciate your time. Uh, I'm not gonna say go Eagles. I almost said it, and then it just felt very weird, almost coming out of my mouth. I'll let Abe. I'll let Abe try. And yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> anyway, Boston, thanks for coming on. This was a lot of fun. We're also gonna outro with the Eagles fight song, just so you know, Jack. Just, that in there. just do it one time for my boy Jack. Yeah, we're we're gonna throw that in there on the outro. But seriously, Boston, best of luck. Stay healthy, and let's bring that trophy down Broad Street. All right, go Birds. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Appreciate take, y'all. Take it easy, Boston. All right, all right, look.